Greetings and peace in the name of Jesus, who is the head of his church. Can I ask you, what have been some of the most pivotal seconds in your life? When in your life have just a few seconds and moments of contemplations and making a decision affected the rest of your lives? Maybe just a few moments of this or a few moments of that changed the trajectory of your life that lasted for years or for even decades. Can you think of such moments in your life when maybe just a few seconds of decision made a big difference? There's no time like the presence because we live in the presence. And what we do in the presence affects our life not only for minutes or hours, but for days and years and even decades. It's been said that in such seconds of decision, entire futures are made. I'm an Eagle Scout because I was in my family's kitchen as a kid, and I walked through the dining room, and a friend of my mother was talking with her and asked me why I wasn't in Boy Scouts and why I didn't join again Boy Scouts. Just a few seconds and moments of discussion changed the trajectory of my life. I was able to go to Germany for a month simply because for a few moments I could speak with some basic German to my German grandmother. Just a few minutes, a few moments changed the trajectory of my life and my life experience. My life was changed because somebody asked me to go to a ball game with her. Life gets changed with just a few seconds of decisions and what we do with those few moments. Forever is composed of nows. Forever is composed of what we do each moment in our life. It's been said that the difference between a person in jail and not in jail is about eight seconds worth of decision. Am I going to break the law? Am I not going to break the law? Am I going to go ahead and do that foolish act? Or am I going to abstain? Time is an equal opportunity employer, but how we treat it is not the equal. I know of people who suffered with strokes and other very seriously health issues who are able to rebound totally because within those few seconds and moments of disaster, health care was brought in. I know of people who lived life very differently with many dehabilitating issues because they waited for an hour or two or three or four before they decided to take any action. Our lives, our lives are affected. Our relationships, our jobs, our careers, even our financial well-being is affected by what we do after a few moments or seconds of decision. Lost time is never found again. Why? Because maybe it's that opportunity that presents itself to us. Maybe someone gives us a look if we're single and are we going to respond to it or not. Maybe we hear someone talk who asks us to reflect upon life. And just in that small moment, in that small second of opportunity, how we act or don't act affects years and decades to come. Now, you know I'm a movie geek. In the famous baseball movie, Field of Dreams, they build a field and players come out from the past and they're able to talk about baseball over many decades. And they come across someone by the name of Moonlight Graham. He's a doc. And earlier in his life, he played for one half inning in the major leagues. He was called up with the New York Giants He's able to get to bat at once, about this time of the year in September, and able to play in the outfield for half an inning. And he figured after spending so many years in the minors, it was done, and he decided to become a doctor. But they're able to visit him, and he said this, 
You know, we just don't recognize the most significant moments of our lives while they're happening. Back then, I thought, well, there will be other days. I didn't realize that was the only day. That was the only day he had to play baseball. He thought he'd be able to play it professionally, but he didn't. He made a decision, thankfully becoming a doctor, because he changed the lives of many, the health of many in a small Minnesota town. Our lives are shaped and directed by just a few moments of thoughts, of opportunities, and what we do with it. So Jesus tells a parable. Now, parables aren't nice stories for nice children, nice classrooms with nice teachers. That's not a parable. A parable is an iron fist inside a velvet glove. In a parable, someone's getting their lunch handed to them, and somebody's being blessed. In a parable, someone's being admonished and embarrassed, and somebody's being lifted up to the gates of heaven. So Jesus tells a parable about a farmer who did very well. It's a bumper crop year, and he decides in a few seconds that he's going to build a second barn and take it easy. In just a few seconds, realizing how good the bumper crop is, I'm going to take it easy. You see, he could have done other things. He could have maybe expanded his business. St. Ambrose said with the extra With the extra grain, he could put it in the mouths of the hungry. But instead, after a few moments of thought, I'm going to become wealthy, I'm going to store it and take life easy. But he didn't understand. Jesus said, tonight your life is required of you. He's called the rich fool. Whenever the Bible calls someone a fool, it always leans toward that person being damned. You fool! Tonight your life is required of you and the only thing you could have thought of is to keep that grain for yourself and to be lazy. Life hinges many times upon just a few seconds or moments of opportunity and decision. And so Isaiah, who lived 2,700 years ago, in this moment, right now, as he did back then, he says this to us. Isaiah Isaiah's picture of fellowship with God is an invite for all to the great banquet. And right now he invites you and I to a great banquet. Come for all is ready. It costs no money. Eat what is good. He summons, his summons force no one. God doesn't force people into his kingdom. He doesn't guilt people into his kingdom. He doesn't make people come into his kingdom. He doesn't coerce or put guilt trips on people to come into his kingdom. He simply invites. The invite is now. To those who disregard, this may be the last time they hear. Come, now is the time, right now, this moment. These seconds, the invite is there. Come in faith and be part of this great banquet. We never know when a person will hear or not hear the gospel again. We never know when the Lord says, you fool, your life is not required of you. Now is the time. These are the seconds that God has given to us. There is no price for the wicked who who refuses to forsake their way and for the unrighteous who have their own thoughts. So Isaiah's message then and now is what? Repent. As Jesus shares, repent for the kingdom of God is near, now is the time. These are the seconds and the moments of opportunity. Repent and say, God, I have sinned against you and done things against you, and I haven't done what I needed to do, and I haven't lived the best life I could. Lord, forgive me. Now, here, these seconds, these moments, right now. Now is the time, repent.
Isaiah says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near, because he is here now in his house, in his word, in his presence. Seek him. Call on him now. Forsake your ways. The evil person forsake their thoughts. Now is the time. These are the moments that God has given to us. For us believers, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand right here, right now. Why? Why are we asked to act upon with such deliberation and such force? Why? Well, God says this. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. I know things you don't. I bless you like no one else does. I look into eternity when you can't. I love you more than the world loves you. I know what's best for you more than what others do. So God says, why repent? Because my ways are best. How I ordain things are best. Now notice, God separates between earth and heaven, earth ways and heaven ways. His ways are best compared to our ways. So I want to talk about earth ways. Earthly ways are this, self-chosen paths. I do things my way. You ever known someone who has a Frank Sinatra disease? What I mean by that? They did it how? My way. I do things my way, whether it hurts others, whether it's not best, I do things my way. Earthly ways are thoughts of iniquity. There's a lot of thoughts of iniquity in the world we live in. Lust, greed, envy, anger. We all heard about the uproar on Netflix. What? Well, you know the movie Cuties that pushes an immoral sexual society always more and more on younger ages. Thoughts of iniquity, that is earthly ways. Thoughts of sin and greed and pleasure and selfishness. Earthly ways are our own paths. For the past three and a half months, you and I have seen how people have chosen their own earthly ways, their own paths. Whether it's violence and murder because someone isn't the same race that somebody else is, whether it's discrimination based on someone's outward appearance, or whether it is intimidating people to think politically like I do, or whether it's blatant disregard for authority and possessions and the well-being of others, we have all seen in a rather devastating way what happens when people choose their own paths. And for me personally, this is the first time as an American that I was frightened. Will I be stopped? Will a mob block the highway? Will there be violence against someone or someone I love or someone I know? These are the results of earthly ways. Intimidation, force, violence, and none of it is good for any of us. Earthly ways are also our own time. I have plenty of time to be religious. I'm somewhat for God, somewhat not for God. I get a little bit of Jesus in my life, but not too much. Reminds me of the story about the mother who sent her son to bed. Her son crawled into bed after a few minutes. She heard a big thud up in his bedroom. and said, what happened? He goes, well, I fell out of bed. Why did you fall out of bed? He said, I didn't get all the way in, so I fell out of bed. For a lot of us, that's like us and Jesus. We don't get all the way in. I just want a little bit of Jesus in my life, not a whole lot. Our own time. These are earthly ways, and they always lead to bad things. But God invites us today 
to his heavenly ways. His heavenly ways are always bent toward mercy. The doors are always open in the church. Come now as ready for the Lord's Supper. His ways is no matter what you've been involved in or haven't done or have done, I am merciful. I am slow to anger, abounding in merciful. You don't get what you deserve with God. His ways are free pardon. Why? Because he paid for it on the cross. Here is forgiveness and redemption. His ways are abundant forgiveness. So Peter asks, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times. Our Lord says what? Seventy-seven times. How many times does God forgive us? Well, I think like 77 trillion times, times, trillion times. His forgiveness is abundant, easily covering our sins. Heavenly ways are beyond our comprehension. I mean, God loves me. His ways are higher. His mercy and grace is always there, no matter where I have been. And the answer is yes. We can't understand that type of mercy and grace. That's beyond our comprehension, but it's there for us. Now is the time. Repent. My ways are higher than your ways. Heaven ways are much better than earth ways. And timeless gifts. Talk about Jesus' ways. Jesus' ways are life-giving. They're life-giving because they allow us to operate out of love and mercy, out of compassion and reason. They're life-giving to us. They're life-changing. Has Jesus changed your life? Is your faith in Jesus leading you to a different trajectory of how you view life? Are you changed when you hear a message or come to church for the better? His ways are life-changing. His ways are life-sustaining. There's a purpose in my life. What purpose do you have? There's much more in life than having things and being popular and being entertained. Those are temporary things. His ways are life-sustaining. We all have gifts to share up until the day that we die. And finally, his ways are what? Life eternal. We all realize, no matter how messed up this world is, that we have peace and joy in our heavenly realm. What a blessing that is. Now is the time. Repent, believe. My ways are higher. Repent, believe. My mercy and grace is always there for you. Now is the time. This moment, these seconds. Come and joy for all is ready. So how about this for a closing thought? Let's wrap it all together. Can you read it with me? Today, your mercy calls us to wash away our sin. However great our trespass, whatever we have been, however long from mercy our hearts have turned away, your precious blood can wash us and make us clean today. And all God's people say,